Hey, love, I am so excited to have you here on Friday. Uh, we made it. We're almost done for the week. Another week, or if this is your first week, welcome um, to the OYOT or On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie. We are going to do a quick little ad before we get into the meaty greedy of, of the podcast. So enjoy this quick trailer you guys don't know and if this is your first time meeting me i am a part of another podcast called uh, the inner circle podcast with amber sheree and taylor brie and we've been going on for a while now we uh, you know we we are so excited we've had um, tons of people on and so i just wanted to share my piece of my first journey podcasting with you guys with this short trailer And then we will jump right into the podcast. Hey, y'all, it's Amber Cherie. And I'm Taylor Bree. And we are the Inner Circle Podcast, where each week we have candid conversations as sisters about personal life experiences and topics related to the current culture. As sisters, we have different points of view, so we bring in people to weigh in on whatever topics we find interesting. Join our candid conversations weekly on the Inner Circle Podcast. Welcome. Hey guys, so welcome to the OYOT or On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie, where it's a safe space and a resource for our professional moms to share their experiences navigating through their careers on their own terms. Each Friday, join us as we mix motherhood and our professional life into a power hour to help moms take a breather and know that they are not alone on this journey called life. We keep it real as we share our personal experiences, being the chief of our household while balancing work and showing up as our best most days. So welcome, you guys, um, to another week. I am so excited for our guest today. But before we even jump into that, I want to give you guys a little bit of background (laughs) about the podcast. So you guys might have found me multiple different ways. So you might have known me from personal life. and, And if you have, hey. But also, too, you guys might have journeyed your way over here from the Inner Circle podcast that I do with my little sister, Taylor, um, that goes out every Thursday. So if you have, welcome. This is going to be a little bit different. We're going to focus more on moms, and we're going to focus more on their careers and the decisions that they've made for their family and family dynamics, resources they use to help them make their lives so much better. And just a safe space and a resource for for moms to just come or parents. I mean, right now we're focused on moms, but parents can benefit from this too. Um, But then also too, if you just stumbled across me, welcome. We are going to do a power hour of just full and depth, like amazingness. So, So I wanted to just welcome you guys. This week, we have my friend Mallory. So how I know Mallory. So during COVID, we actually, let's back it up. Our friend Jalisa King had decided that she wanted to start a Bible group. 
And so during that time, we were reading Daniel's Daniel in the Bible. And it was really a time of trying to figure out, you know, what it what's going on in this world? You know, what is uh, like, it was a time, I mean, you guys know what COVID, where you were when the world shut down, when you had to go home and all the other jazz. And it's scary. It was a scary time. And Jaleesa had put in on the internet, hey, who wants to do a, um, a Bible study? And so from there, um, I decided to join. And in the midst of that, Mallory was actually one of the women that was a part of the Bible study, which was amazing. Pretty much over the last, I mean, we started that, I think October, it was like fall of 2020. And so obviously now we're getting the fall of 2022. So I've had a chance to meet Mallory and experience her. And in the midst of all of that, she's gotten married. She has a baby now. Um, so there's been a lot of life stuff that has happened. And so to give you guys Mallory's formal bio. So Mallory has served as a higher education advocate for over five years in this season of transition. Her role as wife and mom to one are defined but setting her career aside has added some fuzziness to her professional aspirations. So during this period of reflection, she is reassessing her values and approaching her job hunt with a whole new mindset, which I feel like is so important. I know that you guys have listened to Aisha's podcast and even Jackie's podcast about motherhood and, and what mothers deal with in the workplace. And I think it's so important to bring Mallory on. So before I continue to keep talking and not bring her on the podcast so that you guys can actually meet her, uh, Mallory, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to join you. And I can't wait to dive into these topics because we all live this life on a daily end it's a lot. <laughs> so it's great to have um, a support system in the community that you're building. I'm very grateful for that. Absolutely. And I think also too, oh, well, before we start going down into the discussion, the icebreaker, is there anything that you would add to one, how I know you personally, and then your bio that you would want to tell the listeners before we dig in? Yeah. I mean, as far as any additions, I think that with how we have come to know each other. It's crazy, first of all, that it's already been a couple years. Um, and you already having your son, being the professional woman you are, have always been an inspiration to me. And so I'm just, again, very glad that we get to share this space um, together and talk about the similarities, the differences, but ultimately just the communal conversation that we get to have. Um, as far as anything that I would add to my uh, bio, <laughs> like we've mentioned before, um, because I am in limbo, I have found myself in a really interesting space, but I feel like a lot of women can relate um, mm -hmm. to where I'm at right now. And so, yeah, you know, when, when you asked for a bio, I was like, holy crap, what do I write? You know, like, where do I start, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of things have happened. I'm like, okay, do I go wife and mom first, professional second, career first? You know, it was a whole mm -hmm. thing. Um, so <laughs> I mm -hmm. think that's kind of like the dilemma or the limbo that we are here to discuss, which um, I love these types of conversations. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Quick icebreaker. 
What is, so I know you just traveled to your husband's country recently. What was correct your favorite dish that you tried when you were there? So my husband is from Senegal and my favorite dish um, is called Chebiab, which mm-hmm. is basically, you know, everybody would eat the same thing. If you are a meat eater, it's the same animal. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's, it's beef and rice, but of course this, the spices, the way it's cooked is very different from what we would have here. Yeah. Um, so while the content itself isn't very different, the flavors were very new. Um, and I really enjoyed that meal. That was my favorite. And actually, um, my mother-in-law is visiting us. And so she's taught me to cook that and a couple other things. Okay. So I'm like getting my whole Senegalese life right now. And I love it. <laughs> and it's also nice too, because then like you can introduce your, your son you know, to all of the traditions of your husband, but then also marry your traditions in there too. But it's always good to like, be able to, you know, bring a little bit of home to, you know, him as your husband, like, just so that he can kind of have that nostalgia. And the fact that your, your mother-in-law is there, she can kind of be like, you know, I don't know if she's a big critiquer, but she can make sure like you get it, you get it right and get it right on. So the next family function you guys have, whether it's inside the country or abroad that, you know, you can be in the kitchen with the rest of yes, them, you know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do not assign. If I'm assigned to bring water and paper plates, I will take offense. <laughs> I want to have an actual meal <laughs> to cook that way. I know it's real. Like I know I'm in, in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, um, I know that every week we, you know, as moms, we kind of go through life kind of just fast paced. We take care of our spouses. We take care of our children, et cetera. And sometimes we don't have a chance to just stop and smell, you know, the flowers. And so, and then also pull from inspiration. So this week, has there been something, whether it's, you know, family life or just, you know, personal life that, has been inspiring to you to kind of give you that extra juice to say, okay, hey, you know, I can keep going. And it can be about, you know, your son, it can be about your husband, your family, or it can just be something that, you know, you saw along your day. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, obviously these babies, they grow so fast. And (laughs) when you stop and think about it, it's like all the feels kind of hit you at once. Mm -hmm. And my son is, he was doing the army crawl for a while. And now he's learned (laughs) to get that stomach up. So he's really crawling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so anytime we're just on the floor playing, it really puts things into perspective. And I mentioned it quickly in my bio but it's like, okay, what do I value? I mm-hmm. do eventually want to re-enter the workforce, but I don't want to be so far out of the home or so far removed during the day that mm-hmm. I miss these moments. And so just watching him on a daily um, definitely helps me put, put things into perspective. And then if, you know, any moms, like we all do, like we're looking over our kids on a daily basis, like they get scanned from head to toe, like any mark, any bruise, any scratch, anything. And so, um, my breastfeeding journey started out pretty rocky, 
But once we were able to get that established, one thing I always enjoyed, it's this tiny random thing that you don't really think about, but his eye, I was able to watch his eyelashes grow. Oh, (laughs) I love that. And it was like just this tiny minute detail of this human, Mm -hmm. but it was just so awesome. And it just, I'm like, wow, like one, I created this person with my husband. Mm -hmm. And then also I get to watch him grow. I would get to, you know, see him not like avocado. He's not into it, but (laughs) he loves sweet potatoes, but like the eyelashes again, it was just such a tiny little thing that I noticed as a mother. And I've just held like those types of memories very dear because you know, it's just, it's, it's special to me as tiny as it is. It's just like a, it feels like a little inside thing between me and him. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I, I definitely can, um, relate to you on your comment about, you know, breastfeeding and stuff like that. I can't tell you how many times, I mean, you and I talked about breastfeeding, like when you Mm -hmm. were first home, but like that, I, I don't think that a lot of women, share that it is a full-time job it is yes a lot of work and also it's also a blessing too because there are some moms that that can't you know breastfeed but then like you have to be very disciplined you gotta be Mm -hmm. you gotta want to do it too outside the money savings I mean that's probably what pushed me the most I'm like (laughs) to buy formula like gotta crunch these numbers (laughs) girl formula I was like you want me to pay what for what and I gotta come here every like week every other week I'm like no I'm good but also too like it's that connection that you have with your little one um that you like the holding of them you know the the part that they're so close to your your body and I, I think, you know, whether you're a mom that decides to breastfeed or not, there's no shame around either one. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you are deciding to go on the journey and like you were talking about um, it being a little bit rocky, but once you guys got your rhythm for those moms out there that maybe it is a little rocky right now and you're still looking for your rhythm, don't be afraid to also ask for help or use your resources and different mm-hmm. things out there because, I know I was calling everybody trying to figure out cookies and all sorts of stuff. Like it was just everything. Um, but then also your comment about, you know, trying to figure out if you want to read that or not trying, making the decision of, Hey, this is my career right now. And this is where I'm going. But those small moments that you're missing out when you're not at home. Um, I think it's so different now. Like I'll just speak for myself. When I had my son, we were, um, it was in August of 2019. And so we weren't quite in the pandemic, but mm-hmm. during that maternity leave, I had a chance to stay at home with him. But then when, once he hit around that roughly six month mark, um, the whole world shut down. And I spent two years at home watching him walk, talk, eating, feeding him. You know, um, by that time we weren't, uh, we were still breastfeeding um too a little bit but it's just it's uh I I couldn't imagine not being there to see those moments and I know there Mm -hmm. are tons of parents not just moms that don't get that opportunity and so I think that you are definitely going to be able to one know what your child is eating 
um, mm-hmm. at all times because sometimes you send them off to school and you don't know what they, you know, they obviously have a menu and stuff, but you're like, eh, you know, do you want them to eat chicken nuggets every day? You know, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I rather than that will eat chicken nuggets every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm also so proud of you for making a very, very hard, difficult decision that a lot of moms go through where they're just kind of like, you know, what, what do I do here? Like, I really want to be a part of this little baby's life. Cause like you said, it's fleeting. Um, Mm -hmm. You wake up and they're crawling. We wake up again and now they're walking. You wake up again. Now you're like, oh gosh, she's toddlers. Lord Jesus, like take me out, you know? (laughs) Right. um, So yeah. But how did you, so let's, let's talk about your career and the work that you did prior Mm -hmm. to you making the decision. So what, give us a little bit of brief background of like what you did as far as in higher education how did you even decide to choose that um, mm-hmm. like path? And then like, what was one of the best projects that you worked on when you were in higher ed? So I started um, working in admissions um, back in 2016. And um, so I worked uh, at Ivy Tech Community College and I was in the admissions office for about two years. And then I transitioned into a specialty program where students are earning their associate's degree in one year called the ASAP program. And I did that for three years before um, deciding to step away to stay at home. And those roles really fit my personality because I really do enjoy being out in the community, connecting with folks. Um, And so, you know, in admissions, I was at the college and career fairs, I was out at the high schools. And I love that because I'm not originally from Indianapolis. And Mm -hmm. so being that my job required me to drive all over the city to get to these different places, you know, I was just bipping and bopping around. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then when I transitioned into the associate director of the ASAP program, that component was still there as far as recruiting students for um, those degrees, but there's a lot of program management in that role too. So I did spend quite a bit more time on campus, Um, but again, being an extrovert, you know, I'm going to different classrooms, I'm checking in with the students, I'm checking in with faculty, doing different conferences and things like that. So that's what I did um, before staying at home. As far as, you know, my favorite or most impactful project, um, I would say this was, I believe, goodness, honestly, COVID and quarantine has just warped all sense of time. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was 2018. Okay. But don't, don't quote me. <laughs> um, I believe this was 2018. It was a student advocates conference. Um, where higher education professionals across the entire state from all institutions um, get together. And basically, it's kind of like a huge professional development day. And I had attended before as just an attendee. But that year, um, myself and a coworker actually presented over how to become equitable um, educators. And so it was really important work to me because, one, it was just on the cusp of 
the conversations that started rolling in like summer of 2020, when we talk about diversity inclusion, Mm -hmm. um, because obviously that was kind of, it felt like at least in the professional realm, the explosion of that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was kind of right before that. And so the audience was getting warmer to the idea of talking about it just frankly and open And so it felt very good to be in that position to somewhat be on the forefront in that space um, of that conversation. And so it was, again, just really important for me to be a part of that. And it was really important that I led that in a way. And so I was very proud of myself um, for, you know, creating the presentation and then actually facilitating really I call them hot armpit combos because <laughs> I love that. Let me tell you the booties, <laughs> the booties clicked in the armpit sweat. Okay. <laughs> if we're being honest, <laughs> especially when you have your campus leadership and you're looking them in the face and you're saying, we have got to change this. Why yep. are we a community college yet? We are so exclusive. Yep. You know? And so Yeah. And it was, you know what, it also felt good because the feedback that I received was also very validating. Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of people came up to me like, Oh my gosh, thank you for just being honest. Like we dance around it all the time. Like, let's just talk about it. And so I really loved doing that type of work. Absolutely. Well, cool. All right. So those skills, so let's say for the work that you were doing, what would you say was your kind of transition to figuring out in your mind that, hey, this is not maybe something that I'm, I'm sure probably not the work wasn't purposeful, but maybe the environment or whatever, you know, what made you transition and think like, hey, these are my values when I was, you know, being an av- a higher, higher education advocate and getting involved in the DEI space and, and helping these students kind of progress through their career journey or their college journey to mm-hmm. COVID happening and then feeling like, okay, maybe I might need a pivot to maybe coming out, coming home. Like, where did you, where would you say was your, did you make a list of pros and cons or how did you kind of come to that decision with you and your family? You know, I probably should have made the list because oh. I would have got the swirling <laughs> thoughts out of my brain. Um, I did not <laughs> do that. Instead, I let the thoughts take over. Um, but ultimately, um, again, it was it was obviously very personal, but also professional decision mm-hmm. um, on the professional side of things. And I I really enjoyed my time at Ivy Tech, and I feel like I got you know a great Uh, I had a really good experience as far as what I learned there, the people I've met there, but something in higher education, and this is just the field in general, um, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to move up unless you are switching departments. Um, And so, you know, I just didn't really see a path for growth per se there. And it just happened to be at the time that I was pregnant. And so with those things kind of coming to a head at the same time, it was like, all right, I can stay here. I was already feeling a little bit restless. And, you know, my thinking was, 
Well, really, my husband said it to me, which I was like, dang, <laughs> you did not have to come from my edges like that. But he, but he was just like, he was like, okay, for as restless as you're feeling mm-hmm. um, and with the future that you see here, are you cool with that? Like on your 30 minute drive to work, leaving Alpha at home, which is my son, our son. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't like the thought of that actually and it really helped me put things into perspective and again like you've touched on um being able to stay home was obviously a financial decision too it's like can we swing this can we make it work are we going to have to like really like bear down on you know our finances and get those right and mm-hmm. obviously there was definitely like an adjustment that we had to do but once we were you know, once we realized that we sat down, we were able to make it happen. It was like, okay, like this is my time to really reassess what I want to do just in my professional life. Yeah. But while I do that, get this unlimited time with our new baby. And so, um, ultimately that's how I came to the decision to step away from my career. Um, and it's given me a lot of time to just kind of see like how and where I want to pivot to. Um, because I do enjoy higher education, but I think I'd like to go in something like higher ed adjacent. Um, and so, you know, we're making progress on figuring out Mallory's life. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, it, it's given me just a lot of time to think. And so that's how I came to the decision. And, um, I will be honest and we might dig into this a little bit later, but the, uh, Going from, like I've shared, going from the social side of work and how mm-hmm. how social I was, I mean, it wasn't just bouncing around to like a couple offices or just a few office friends. Yep. I was in everybody's face, girl, just <laughs> chatting it up, just <laughs> on company time, just chatting away. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I was very productive, but I just, I enjoy connecting with everybody, students, faculty, families. I mean, that was a big thing. Like you talked about, um, the different disparity we see, whether it's first gen students who don't know all the college lingo, you know, I would, I might see certain advisors just throw all types of acronyms, um, at students and families. And I can just see them glaze over. Like, what is this person talking about? And so like, I would take that chance to like snag them up in the hallway. Like, Hey, let me put you on game to, FAFSA and like what this actually means and what you're actually signing up for, like trying to stay away from loans and going for the grants and scholarships first. I mean, I really enjoyed that because I was able to see like my impact in real time, like seeing that light bulb go off. And then whether it was seeing a light bulb of understanding go off or seeing a light bulb of like, oh, this is attainable. Like I can do this. That was so fulfilling for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't, you know, easy to walk away from, but ultimately wanting to just grow in a different direction and then spend time with family that took precedence in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is, I mean, you talked about it, the extrovert, the skills, the community, like how have you been able to like transitioning home? How have you been able to still keep up with like 
that side of you because I know how it is on maternity leave where you're like you come home and all you have unless your husband is at home or unless you know you have family members that are there kind of helping you out it's pretty much just you and the baby and mm-hmm. I mean you can call your friends and you know old co-workers or family and stuff like that but most of them are busy with you know work the nine to five exactly time. And then, you know, when you go out or when they're finished working, they're like, hey, you want to grab some drinks? You're like, absolutely. You know, I can't do it at X, Y, and Z time or bedtime routine. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Which is, which is real. And so how would you say you've been able to kind of still keep that important side of you so that it's not, you know, dying because Mm -hmm. you also have to have your own self-care and be your own person and stuff like that. How have you been able to kind of like balance that and also transitioning home? So for me, um, I am lucky because my husband does work from home. And so, you know, I hear a lot of moms. They're like, okay, I am tired of talking to this three month old who can't respond to me. (laughs) And um, I still, you know, had a taste of that, but uh, having him home was nice because you know, I had somebody to kind of balance responsibilities with if he was available uh, at certain times of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still like, I still found myself very lonely at times um, where it just felt like, all right, but I guess it's just me and you, like me and the baby <laughs> and um, other moms. I don't know if they've had this experience, but I was so nervous to leave the house. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was terrified. I was like, he's going to start screaming. I don't know what to do at this time. Like breastfeeding was still very rocky. I'm like, my boob doesn't even calm him down. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do if he like really cuts up on me in public. (laughs) So, Like my husband at the time had taken him to Costco like five times and I had not got one. I don't even think I took him on a walk yet at this point. (laughs) So that was a, you know, a hurdle for us to get over. But once we got over that, um, as far as maintaining that, I guess, social need that I have, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I scheduled the lunch dates and did things like that, but it was, it was very difficult, um, because we are away from my immediate family. And then obviously my husband's family is across the Atlantic. And so it was, it was hard. Um, I had a friend who we were pretty much, her son was born 11 days before, um, my son. And so we were able to walk through pregnancy together on the phone, but I know that, you know, if we had lived in the same city, it would have felt like I had that, I would have had that support right there. Um, and so I had certain outlets, but it was very tough, but you know, more so than the social, I guess, battery that needed to be charged was the validation battery. Yep. Um, I call myself, I'm a, t- I'm a W2 girl <laughs> through and through. And I was like, I'm not bringing money in. Mm-hmm. I, I really had to work hard on finding or not really finding. Cause it was always there, but being able to see for myself, how I added value to the home. And it's wild as moms, how we can just minimize what we do on a daily yep. basis. Yep. And 
it really like threw me off because I'm like, okay, now my lower back is in knots. Yes. My knees hurt. <laughs> my feet are aching. I'm doing something, but what is it that I'm doing? <laughs> like my body is telling me that I've worked hard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But my mind was just like, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Yep. And so, Ooh, yeah. me and that inner bully were going toe to toe. Yep. And he, he really tried to take me out a couple of days, but, um, yeah. you know, being able to recognize that has really helped. And, uh, yeah, but it, it took some time because my son is almost seven months. And so it's mm-hmm. been a journey of mm-hmm. finding that balance and not getting so down on myself and seeing yeah. like, oh my gosh, for one, again, like we've talked about, whether it's formula or breast milk, you're feeding that child and you're keeping that child alive. I mean, yeah. I can't keep a freaking plant alive, but I'm keeping this kid alive. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that, first of all. <laughs> and then I, I'm, I'm, I'm do I'm doing good. You know, like I, yep. I'm feeling good. I'm starting to really love this new body that I'm, mm-hmm. I've had to get used to. That's a whole other conversation. Absolutely. Um, you know, like obviously the, the adjustment period that your romantic relationship goes through is something to get used to. So I was, I was literally balancing all these dishes, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, when I left, I was just like, I'm not doing anything. And it was just the biggest lie I've ever told myself, honestly. That's what that was. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, I joke with, um, Nicholas because during the time we were, um, he has, he has a, a small paternity leave at that time, but those four weeks he was at home, he was like in heaven. You saw like a little glow on him. You would have thought he would have had <laughs> He was like, so it's, he was like, I, you know, like you can tell, cause he, he's a, uh, also a nurturer. So I don't know if you mm-hmm. find that trait in yourself, but he's very much a nurturer and he gets a lot of energy from, you know, doing that outside of, I mean, there's ways that you can do nurturing and also to like we can go into love languages and all that other stuff um but I think he found a lot of validation because you know fathers haven't really been given you know the chance to kind of stay at home and support that he Uh he loved it but then I think about like my my um my aunt that kind of had maybe somewhat the same struggle where you were talking about where her and my uncle made that decision for her to stay at home and I think like as she has gone through her journey of being a stay-at-home mom like that always wanting to keep her mind going by like maybe doing an extra class or something but mm-hmm. one of the things that I pride her like that I it's the same feeling that I get for you that I have for her is there is nothing like staying at home and taking care of your children and and shaping their growth like right. I can't I feel like, uh, and obviously as, as alpha gets older, you might make the transition like, Hey, you know, he's in kindergarten now or, or he's in daycare now, or, Hey, I, you know, I really miss this part of me that I had prior to having a baby that I really kind of want to get back in the workforce. So, or you might decide, Hey, I don't really want to go back. Like I would rather do passion projects or, you know, if your husband, you and your husband decide to go do entrepreneurship um, Mm -hmm. stuff or, you know, if he has to travel, that was the biggest thing for her was um, my uncle traveled for all of his jobs. So let's say you are staying at 
you know, you are working, you are a working mom, but then you right. have, you know, four children who is going to watch your children, <laughs> you know, like, right. you know, yeah. like, especially if, you know, and that, it doesn't necessarily have to be the dad that does the traveling. It could be the mom too, but you know, how are you balancing that? And I think, you know, a lot of us, I'll talk about myself. I, my mom was a single mom of there's three of us and she worked and, you know, we never really got a chance to see her outside of, you know, before bedtime, you know, mm-hmm. like, as far as homework and, you know, having life talks and there's no like, you know, shade on her at at all. Like she made our lives, you know, the way that they are now, she has shaped us to be amazing, independent women. But I do miss that aspect of, you know, I wish my mom was there for my track meets and different things Mm -hmm. like that, but she couldn't. And I, I feel like being a single or not being single, but being a stay at home mom is harder than you know going to to work and having to deal with adults <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because at least when you're at home you can kind of somewhat control the environment and shape it to the way you want it to be but right. then like, when you have to deal with adults in their you know nonsense but then also too you when you're at home it's it's an all day thing like I think right. a lot of people don't think about it when and, and night yes Day yes night. <laughs> yes like you get up and your baby you I mean he's seven months now so I don't know if he's like sleep trained yet um no he's not unfortunately <laughs> well welcome to the club my three-year-old is um is in this room as we speak because he refuses to go to bed so he's still not sleep training still sleeps in our bed uh but I'm sure you won't make it to three. You'll, you guys will cut that real quick before it gets to three, but it's like an all day, all day thing, you know, where mm-hmm. you have, um, you wake up, you know, in the middle of the night that those first couple of months, they're sleeping only a couple hours. It's yes. exhausting. And then, Completely. you know, and then you get up, you have to breastfeed them or you have to bottle feed them, whatever it is. And then you have to take care of them. They poop, they pee, they need, they cry, they need something. They need your attention all the time. And you're constantly on the go trying to navigate like what their needs and wants are, especially when the little ones can't even talk on top right. of, you know, whether your husband stays at home or not, you still, you know, have to um, grow that relationship with you know your spouse and yes it's work and you can get lost in the mix even so much more when you're not present at home all the time when you're in that person's space so yeah absolutely I mean everything you said is so spot on um and that was one of the things that I had to really sit down and actually put on paper when I was fighting that inner bully of I'm not doing enough or I'm just not enough period I said, hold on, Mallory, this job is 24 seven. There's no clock in clock out when I was working. And obviously it's a whole, you know, I guess exchange or pro con thing that you can set up. Cause you know, the friend that I had mentioned, she did go back to work. And so we oftentimes kind of talk about just the different how our lives are different. Um, even though we were like just in the same life stage Mm -hmm. with her being a working outside the home and me working inside the home or staying at home. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, 
like that guilt, interestingly enough, is there on both sides. Yeah. She feels guilt for missing some of those moments. I'm feeling guilt because I'm no longer bringing in um, a paycheck. Yeah. You know, she is, uh, you know, working with daycare and trying to get that coordinated. Yeah. And I'm in frustrating, you know, times on that end. And I'm sitting here wishing like, man, if somebody could just watch him for an hour so I could sleep, <laughs> yes. you know, just, yep. <laughs> it, yep. it's, it's so many, uh, things and, you know, obviously wanting someone or wanting something that someone else else has is yep. not new at all, but obviously with social media, it's like right there in your face. Yep. And so, you know, there's times where I'm like, girl, you want to trade for a couple days? <laughs> She's like, yeah, let me take my butt home now. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get out of this house. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, but as far as like my personal experience, like I'm kind of circling back to fighting that inner bully, it was literally this kid, love him to death, but that 5 a.m. I'm like, we can't get it to seven. We can't get it to seven. You just woke up at midnight, yeah. 10 o'clock. Like, why are you awake at five and ready to play? Like, yeah. not 5 a.m. groggy, 5 a.m. mama. Yes. Let's turn up. <laughs> and so, you know, and then mm-hmm. nighttime routine isn't until seven, eight o'clock. And yep you know, on a good day, he's down in about half an hour, but sometimes it's an hour and a half. And, um, when he's sleeping, you know, I'm pumping or I'm washing bottles or, or I'm trying to prepare food for the next day. I mean, there's, there's all these like moving parts that we just don't realize. And because we don't necessarily, well, we do have a monetary number for it. I mean, there's people who are personal chefs and, in-home nannies that get paid for this it's like wow if I really told this up I'm doing a lot yeah yeah (laughs) and so having to remind myself of that was definitely important um because yeah there's there's a lot to it for sure I agree I agree and I think uh I think stay-at-home moms should are probably if, if we did take the number of hours times let's say a blended rate of chef cleaner um daycare because let's let's not forget about that probably would be like double your salary that you went to school or that you went that you were originally getting if if we were to put a number on stay-at-home moms and your job doesn't end it's different when you go to you know ivy tech and you clock out and you're like okay i'm done when you're at right. home, there's no clocking out. Like, unless you just like pass the baby, like, hey, babe, I need, I need like, can I just take a shower? I haven't taken the shower in like, you know, two days because I've right. been on and, you know, on all the time. Um, And so I, girl, my hat goes off to you. Like, I know when I was talking to Asia, she said that, you know, staying at home is so hard and that like, it's just, And there's also just things that, again, that when you are not at home, you miss, you miss the walking, you miss the talking, you miss those moments and you miss getting to know your little one. And so definitely stand up in your decision. I think a lot of women battle with it and would love to be like, hey, 
I, you know, I would rather be at home than be dealing, you know, with these people in this work meeting. But then also too, right. I think also we we forget that you can you can do both. Like you can also be at home, but then like to keep your mind stimulated, the greatest thing that we have now is like online classes and different things to kind of you can get certifications. Like you can do all that stuff like once you get to the point where you want to take on more. Like, I right. think sometimes we think it's an end all be all and you can, you know, when you get to the point, you can, you can get to that next state or you can add on stuff just to keep your mind stimulated. But I'm, I'm proud of you for just saying, you know, Hey, I'm struggling with it, but you know what? God has given us resources, has given me a supportive husband, um, has really placed us in a, a place where we, that I can do this. And that is time that you will never be able to buy or get back is with right. that little one. And that, you know, those universities, all of that will be there. You know, those jobs aren't going anywhere. Um, right. You know, so uh, I'm very proud of you. And girl, I don't know how you do it because <laughs> I be exhausted all the time. So <laughs> um, thank you. Alrighty, love. Well, we are winding down power hour with each other. One of the things, actually, I one one last question, and then I'll ask my outro question. What would you say are some of those skills? Like, so obviously, you talked about the work that you did, career. What are some of those skills that you've taken home that you're implementing as much as you can? So, like for an example, obviously, you had set meetings, you had to put together presentations, you had to communicate with different students and faculty and staff, etc. Uh, you had set, you had to do all these like soft skills, but then also organization. How have you been mm-hmm. able to bring that, implement that at home? Or do you find yourself like doing things that you would do at work, at home, like some of those skills that you've taken from the workplace? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> Um, so really quick, like you were mentioning, as far as kind of just maintaining different skills and things like that. So in December, I'm going to be completing my master's degree, which I am so excited about. You know what? I am so mad at you. You should have let <laughs> off with that. Like, I'm so mad at you. Like this girl is over here being a whole mommy and a wife all day in school. Like... Okay. Anyways, I'm off my okay. list. Of but yeah, I apologize. <laughs> yes. So that has continued. And, you know, it's something that I started, you know, when I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was another decision that I had to make. I'm like, okay, at the time, my employer was, uh, I was doing the tuition reimbursement program. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, now if I want to leave, I'm going to have to pay this back. And so yeah. Yeah. how do we want to go about that? And, you know, everything worked out fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's something I was really into. It was, I wanted to finish even though, even after I made the decision to come home. And, you know, there, of course, were people gave me unsolicited opinions because um, that's what people do. And they're like, well, why are you going to school if you're going to home? It's like, for me and my journey, I, I don't see myself uh, wanting to stay at home, you know, yep. forever. And so this, I made the decision that's right for me. 
Yeah. Um, and so that's why I wanted to continue. And I, I should have, I should have added that in there <laughs> earlier. So I, I will take, I will take the hit on that for sure. Um, and so, yes, you, your question was about any skills from the workplace or from my professional life that I bring home. Mm-hmm. Um, one skill that actually was always hard for me was delegation. Mm-hmm. And it's something that actually in my personal life, I have had to do more of and really get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I, I'm just going to go back to that inner bully. Cause it really like <laughs> did a number on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that inner bully will tell you again, that you're not doing enough or that you're not enough. And so then you don't ask for help and then you do everything. Yeah. And then you're pissed that you're doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so to get out of that cycle and actually maintain a happy relationship with my husband, instead of being <laughs> at his throat all the time, because he walked past the laundry basket five times today. Um, <laughs> I had to say, honey, can you put that laundry away for me so I can go shower? Yes. Um, you know, just, and it was like small little things, but it made such a difference. Cause when I got out of the shower and I got done listening to my music, I, I was just in a better mood. I yep. felt clean. I'm sure Alpha was happy that my pits weren't funky and he's breastfeeding. <laughs> he's like, girl, you stank, you know? So it, it really was a win for everybody when I learned to, yeah. take some things off of my plate. Um, and you know, obviously we would love to like me, a skill that I would love to have is be an amazing meal prepper. I'm not. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes it's like, yeah. Hey, babe, on your, on your way home from the gym, pick us up some food. I'll cook tomorrow. Just yep. different things like that. Um, my family's in Fort Wayne. And so my mom stayed with us, especially in those early days, she stayed with us for a couple weeks. And so asking her to just do different things. And I obviously like in the early days when I was still figuring out all the emotions, I definitely had some guilt, like, Oh my gosh, I should be holding my baby. Or when I was nervous about my milk supply, I'm like, I should be breastfeeding rather than him get a bottle right now. Like, you know, all those things I have to battle with. So I don't want to share my now and feel and have people feeling like oh, she had it together from the jump because honey I did not <laughs> like whew, it took some time um yeah. but yes delegation is a big one yeah. um of course time management it's a soft skill but whew, you really have to mm-hmm. be on it especially like for me wanting to complete my master's literally having him right as the semester is changing. <laughs> like I'm going from one yes. class to the next, you know, I literally had to email both of my instructors and I was like, Hey, I know it's finals week, but my due date is this. And so, <laughs> um, I may have a baby in the next week. And so I may need some grace on yes. my projects <laughs> and they were very gracious. And so I was appreciative of that. Um, but, you know, just again, just having to like kind of lay your cards out, like, Hey, this is what I'm working with. I need help in this area. Um, but then also being diligent with my time. Um, and for me, like with the time management piece too, Mm -hmm. again, it really was on a personal note and professional note. Um, so just a quick little blurb, 
when I was breastfeeding, I would spend so much time on my phone, mm-hmm. like reading all these different parent pages and Googling what color poop and what does this mean and mm-hmm. things like that. It's like, hold on, Mallory, put your phone down. You can, you can Google another time, like enjoy this time with your baby, establish this bond with him and just relax a little bit. And so obviously the phone is still glued to my hand every now and then I'm not perfect (laughs) at it, but I do really try to be more mindful and intentional of my time. Yeah. Um, you know, when he's, when he's sleep, which is, Ooh, I wish I just had a dollar for every time somebody said sleep when the baby sleeps. First of all, he sleeps in the car while I'm driving. I can't sleep right now. Like <laughs> it's not as easy as people like think it is, or, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. Sure. Um, but it's like when he is asleep, I have to tell myself, okay, what is going to like, give me a boost right now yeah. in that moment. If it, if it is sleep, I'm going to go lay down. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about the laundry. The house may look a little crazy right now. It's just, it's going to be what it's going to be. If I really need a boost um, and need a sense of accomplishment, I'm going to go do a homework assignment or I'm going to go do a 30 minute workout. Um, And so I just, I share that because if it's rest, it is rest and please go rest. But if, if you know, you're going to feel good about, you know, getting this crossed off, then go cross it off. Um, And so you know, beforehand, I really was just, I spent a lot of time cleaning while he slept. And so then when he woke up, it was like, well, shoot, the house is about to be a mess again in five minutes. Like that really wasn't a good use of my time. And so time management delegation for sure. Um, and then like, you're talking about the meeting setting. Yeah. (laughs) So this is kind of like on the, on the relationship side of things with my husband and I, as, as you, you have to do it anyways, but obviously it gets a lot harder when you become parents. Um, but like setting meetings to really just like sit and chat with one another. We absolutely, and I won't go into like super detail, but we absolutely fell into, um, kind of like roommate status where it's like, get up, make sure the baby's taken care of, make sure the house is taken care of bills are paid, like checking things off of our list. And then, you know, quick kiss, good night. All right, turn to our edges of the bed and go to sleep and do it again the next day. Mm -hmm. And so we've really been intentional once Alpha, you know, goes to bed. Hey, let's watch a movie together or let's just talk and not do any tech. Like no phone, no TV. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's sit at the dinner table instead of on the couch and just look in each other's faces. Yeah. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. let's see what you look like. We, we stare at this baby all day, every day. <laughs> let me see what you look like. You still look the same as when I married you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, like, again, it, it all boils down to intentionality, but as yep. far as like those skills that you're talking about, those are ones that, um, I really had to implement and bring home from my professional life to, to make it work. Like, because it is, it's a doozy in all areas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, babies are absolutely a blessing, yep. but anything or any feeling that's like not handled 
before they arrive, yep. it's going to show up tenfold. Like, <laughs> so much facts. Oh my gosh, it's true. I agree. Yeah. So I had to, I had to work through a lot of, um, which my husband hates when I say this, but it's the emotion I was feeling, but jealousy. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you, you, your life is absolutely impacted becoming a father, yep. but his body didn't change like mine had yep. to, um, yeah. his, his time was still his for the most part. And yeah. Yeah. obviously because he is a, an amazing father, he chose to do, to be extremely present in there. Yeah. But as a mom, sometimes we don't feel like we have that power of choice. And yeah. so mm-hmm. it starts to make us feel some resentment towards our partner. And, you know, he's like, hey, bro, that's just like biology. Like I didn't do it. And it's like, <laughs> I know that, but because you're the human in front of me right now, you're going to catch the wrath. And it wasn't <laughs> fair. It was not fair. We've, we've hashed it out since then. So we can laugh about it now. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of things to work through. Um, and so it just, yeah, we, we have to set those meetings and, and get us on the same page because yeah. It wasn't, although Alpha is still very young, it wasn't healthy for him to see us operate like yeah. in the same space but on just two different planets. Yeah. Um, that's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted to become the norm. So we had to really, you know, get together on that. Agreed. I mean, I definitely can. Thank you so much for sharing your transparency and all realms. Like I, I, agree with that delegation part. I had a issue with that too, because at the beginning, you know, when I came home, I was just kind of like, I don't want anybody. Like, it was more of like that, not alpha female, but it was like more of like, I don't want anybody to see me weak. Like I have, Mm -hmm. I I still have a problem with asking for help. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just more of like, you know, I should be able to take care of my own baby. I should be able to do all this stuff. Like, and you have people in your space that absolutely love and adore you and want to take care of you and the baby and be there for you. And you're like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. No, you shouldn't be doing that. But then after a while, you're just like, like you said, you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like you can't do it by yourself. And I think sometimes we do a disservice, like you said, to your, your partner is, you know, we, we think that we're the mom and that we should do everything because, you know, whether you guys have decided that when you decided your roles and a, a part of your relationship, when you, um, when you got together or when you got married, but then also like your own internal side and what you've been raised and shown, like, I can't tell you how many times a family member has said, well, I had three kids and my oh, husband my didn't goodness. do nothing. And I raised them. I still work. I still cooked and clean every day. And I'm like, but what, but why do we have to live like that? Like, right. you know why? But I think like when we see that, when we see that in our growing up, when we hear that from people that love us and that, you know, they don't, they're not doing it with bad intentions, but they're just, they think that they're doing it with affirmation. Like you can do this, you can do, you can do mm-hmm. everything. You're superwoman. And I think that there is like, especially a person of color, like 
I'm so tired of being super mom. Like yes. when Nick comes home, I'm like, listen, bedtime or bath time, which one do you choose? Because I'm not <laughs> doing both, you know, like, know that's right. <laughs> especially now, like he's on um, a work trip. And by the time people listen to this, he will, he'll be way past the work trip. But even still, like being at home for two weeks with a toddler is exhausting, you know, like, and still being able to take care of yourself, do the things that you want to do, you know, you still have to work or you still have to do all sorts of other things that you are responsible for and that your partner or yourself or your, your child is depending on your household in general it's mm-hmm. a lot. And it's like, man, you know, when, when alpha wakes up in the middle of the night, who goes and gets him, you know, it might be, right. it might be change, you know, interchangeable. You guys might have a schedule, but most of the time the default is on a woman. And so it's yeah. like, you know, you're, you're delusional. I know I'm like halfway all the time. I'm like, okay, what's, what's today. I have to like literally depend on my Apple watch and yes. like <laughs> going off for me to let me know, like, where to be and what I need to be doing, you know? And if I didn't have those, I would be, it would be tough, but it's like, we take on so much, but I can like, we can go on for another like two hours, but delegation (laughs) is like, I'm still, I still struggle with that. And so I think it's like, I'm so glad that you brought that up because even in a workplace, especially if you're a perfectionist, like that delegation part, like you stress yourself out at work, you know, you're like, oh, for sure they can't do it better than I can. Um, your way is not the, you know, the one and only way, you know, like as long as we're all getting there to the end with the same, you know, type of work product or answer or solving that problem, doesn't matter who did it, you know, as long as it got right. So, um, yes. And on that, I just want to add, because that's my husband's one of his favorite things to say, but as soon as I start nitpicking how I asked, or how he did something that I asked him to do. Mm-hmm. All he says is, is it done though? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. <laughs> Sounds like uh, your husband and my husband can be best friends because he's yes. like, you know what? You do it. I'm like, you know what I'm doing it? You do it, you know, or hey, it's done. It's over, I'm done with. I'm like, get over it. So I agree with you. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, alrighty, love. Well, with every guest that we have on the podcast, we always like to end it off with a like final words or a two questions. You can either you can I'm gonna give you two questions and you can pick which one that you wanna answer. Okay. So I know we talked about different resources or different soft skills or things that you learned at work that you can, you know, that you brought home. So on that side, especially with you being a student. Um, or just, I mean, even in the household, like different things, what is your favorite resource? Um, whether it's like academic, professional or life that you like to use that makes your life a whole bunch easier or what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, mm. <laughs> I got to take a moment for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to answer the advice that I, that I would give to my younger self. Okay. Um, and I want to give, when I say younger self, I, I want to say like, uh, let's, let's say like 25 year old Mallory. Okay. okay. Um, because this was, um, like 
right before like the budding relationship and obviously like family life came and all, all that, all that um, happened. But 25 year old Mallory, I would tell her, I guess kind of the same thing that I have to tell myself today is just what you're doing is enough and it's always going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I live a lot of my life shoot in the future and now as a wife and mom in the past sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like ah oh, before this I could go out with friends just at my whim or me and my husband could just go get tacos at two in the morning and <laughs> not even thinking about you know one parent needs to stay home with the baby yeah you go get tacos <laughs> like we still get the tacos but we got a divide and conquer yeah um, <laughs> and so for 25-year-old Mallory, I would just tell her to try to sit in the present mm-hmm. and enjoy where she is and know that what she's doing is enough and it's it's all going to work out. Um, every hardship, every challenge, it's going to be for a reason. Of course, we always see it in hindsight, but in that moment, it, it does get very hard to like remind ourselves of that. And to just know that like where you are is where you're supposed to be, but also it's going to get better. Like this isn't, Mm -hmm. this isn't as good as it's going to get like past relationships. You know, I've stayed in them way too long because I'm like, ah, maybe this is it. No, it's Mm -hmm. not it. Even in this life right now, I have gotten to a point where I am truly like loving life and don't get me wrong. I still have tough days, Mm -hmm. but I know that I have so much more growing to do so much more learning to do so much more love to give, Mm -hmm. um, to my husband, to my family, to my friends. And, um, so yeah, I just want, I want 25 year old Mallory to be happy and proud of like 29 year old Mallory, which I'll be 29 Mm -hmm. in November. And um, I'm almost out of my thirties. That's crazy. But yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would, or almost into my thirties, but yeah, that's what I would say to 25 year old Mallory is that there's so much more on the horizon for you and, um, you're doing great. That's what I would tell her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think sometimes we, we are so hard on ourselves. Um, when I was, when I was 21, I remember writing, what would I like my life to be at 25? And it was like, Mm -hmm. Mary, kids, house, making a hundred thousand dollars plus. And it's like, girl, that is not. And then when you get to 25, you're like, I'm still just trying to figure out like the basic necessities of like an adult. Like, I can't believe I put myself, put so much pressure on myself. And so I definitely agree with you that, you know, nothing is permanent, um, that, we can all pivot and it's not, you know, don't be afraid to fail forward, learn, you know, mm-hmm. when you're in your younger stage, we just feel like so decrepit or not decrepit, but we feel so crippled. Like mm-hmm. when we like m- make a decision and it's not something that our parents wanted us to do, or, yes. you know, we made a mistake and we feel like, oh my God, like everything's just going to be permanent. And my whole life is over. Like, and then you get older and you're just like, by the time you get to your thirties, which you're almost there, you're like, girl, I ain't even gonna, like, I, I could care less at this point. 
<laughs> you yeah. know, I would take it step by step. And I mean, I feel like it even happens that way when you get when you um, get married and have children, because children change you like the mm-hmm. things you used to care about. You're like, listen, today I'm just doing the bare necessities and all that other stuff. I don't really it, it's not like, you know, it's not that big of a deal anymore. So, right. Um, but all of that changes as you get to different stages and you go through different things. So I definitely understand. But uh Mallory, I'm so grateful that you came on and you really like poured your heart out to the listeners and really shared with us. And I'm so grateful that one, you even gave me the chance to come on and talk on the podcast and share your story. Absolutely. Um, And that you also, your story is going to be a validation, confirmation, and an option to other moms out there and parents that are just trying to figure out they're tugging with the same like decision um but then also adding that component where you are still in school like it's going to put you in a even if you weren't in school like you still are going to have some of those skills you know from school or even just being at home with family that's going to make you a better professional when you get when you decide if you do want to go back into the workforce and so uh, I don't want that to be left unsaid. So I'm so proud of you. Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> I can't wait for you to graduate and put that in the in the girls chat so that we can like, figure out where we're going to take you to eat for dinner and all this other stuff. Uh, yes. And um, I appreciate you. So thank you so much for for coming on. And um, if anybody wants to get a hold of Mallory, um, like I mentioned before in prior podcasts that in the Facebook community group, I'm going to try to make posts for all of our guest speakers that come on just in case there are parents um, that want to, or if, even if you're not a parent yet, but you just still want to connect with Mallory, um, you know, you're able to connect with her via social media and we can share, you know, um, some contact information in the show notes for her too. So Thank you guys for coming back this week. And thank you, Mallory, for coming on today. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Hey, love. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. I would love to stay in touch with you and connect. So to keep up with the OYOT podcast, Follow On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Cherie on Spotify and Anchor. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at OYOT Podcast. And also, too, if you want to share your thoughts um, or even write a little love letter or feedback, send us a letter um, to the email address of OYOTPOD at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you.